3: Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable affects the, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, but everybody else in between throwing it down. The Friday Night Freak Show has begun. We've got a full house here this evening. Mr. Rogers, welcome to the hood. Welcome to Sports Rage. And uh, welcome to the Rages uh, Hood this evening. Mr. Rogers, Fox Sports, will step up and in. We'll break down the World Cup draw. Rob Vino will kick it with us. From uh, Philadelphia, we'll break down the Final Four uh, draw, as it's as good as it gets. Villanova, Kansas, and then North Carolina and Duke in primetime tomorrow night. And I think you better get your bets in early, actually, uh, for this. I wouldn't be surprised if the servers crash uh, tomorrow night. Actually, I'm not just saying this. Like, it's this gonna be, it's gonna be the biggest bet. Um, I think it's gonna be the biggest bet Final Four game ever. And uh, we'll get into this a little bit uh, later on. I'd like to see if we can find what the biggest Final Four bet um, bet ever was. What year? Yet, yeah, sport. Listen, uh, sports betting's bigger than it's ever been. So there's, you know, there's gonna be more action. But I'm just saying, this game, like, wow. And like it's one of these deals too like you know you don't want to wait until like five minutes before the Super Bowl right to get your bet in <laughs> right then you know the servers crash happens every once in a while man happens every once in a while um and in fact it happened to uh, I think it happened to a uh, draftkings on like day one of the NCAA tournament I think they crashed. Right and whatever, dude. Like they got, they get hit with like three million people logging in at once. You know, don't log in at once. Sort of like everybody flushing the toilet once uh, during the Super Bowl. Ravino, okay, get with us. Tony Finn, Tony Finn, straight from the Strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. UConn, UConn beats Stanford, and you know it was it was billed it was supposed to be a classic. It was not a classic. In fact, it wasn't a very good game. Like it didn't, it wasn't like Connecticut and NC State the other night. It was, you know, it was sort of like a UFC fight when you get two dudes that like really are like they kill, you know, two dudes that have been killing other people and then you put them in in, in a cage together. And oftentimes it's like, wow, that was kind of boring. Yeah, because the other guy knows I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that because I'm going to get hit and he knows this. And like they, if you're really good, you're not going to get hurt, right? Like, if you're really good, you're not going to, you know, you're going to be a good defensive fighter. So, therefore, you're not going to get tagged. And if you're both really good, then it's sort of a stalemate, right? So, now well, once in a while, you get these classics. But it was sort of like that tonight. They were both so evenly matched, like, at every step, right? Like, every play, every step, you could see, like, wow. It was like, you know, the Spider-Man looking in the, you know, the pointing at each other. The difference was... The difference was, man, you know, late in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter, UConn started to to make plays. The three ball didn't fall for Stanford, and the three ball wasn't falling for them in the tournament. They're a good three point shooting team during the regular season, and now, you know, this past week they didn't shoot well, and they paid the price for it. UConn, South Carolina, Sunday, national championship. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Randy. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people above them, and possibly, everybody else in between. We welcome our AM radio affiliates, including the mighty 1090 ESPN Radio, the 50,000 watt juggernaut, the loudest station in the nation. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, the Armed Forces Radio Network, as we kick it on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel One Five Nine. Let's roll. A lot of stuff to get to. Countdown to tip off is on. Jay Wright and the Villanova Wildcats. Listen, I like the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, but I uh, will be betting Kansas, knowing that Jay Wright is 19 and 4 against the spread in his last 23 NCAA tournament games. That's right, unbelievable. Uh, there's a lot of talk about Coach K and Coach K's greatness. Well, hey, Coach K is great, but he doesn't cover numbers like Jay Wright does. Unreal. 19 and four against the spread in Villanova's last 23 NCAA tournament games. He's covered 19 of them. And in fact, if you go, um, you go a little bit deeper. Jay Wright is the number one coach in the country against the spread in the last 10 years. Last 10 years, he's covered 60 percent of his games. Nobody has uh, covered 60 percent of their games in the last decade. Uh, we break it down, Rob Vino, RobVinoSports.com. Wager Talk will step up, and in. Tony Finn will join us uh, from Las Vegas. Martin Rogers uh, joins us. We'll talk about the World Cup and the World Cup draw. We'll go game by game. We have opening match numbers for every game in the World Cup. There is no number for the USA uh, match because they don't know where they're playing yet. They don't know where they're playing yet. But the USA got uh, considering some of the other um, considering some of the other groups. The USA uh, group is a very manageable uh, one. They're calling it an easy group in England as the Brits think they're going to roll the Americans and they think they're going to roll everybody else in the group. But the Americans will be able to advance uh, from this group. It is very manageable. Canada and their draw was not as favorable. Not as favorable. (laughs) Canada's playing against Belgium, Croatia, and Morocco. All of which are ranked higher than Canada in the world rankings. Now, the world rankings are kind of like the UFC rankings. They don't mean a hell of a lot, but they still, you know, they are what they are. This is Sports Rage. Let's do this thing. The Friday Night Freak
2: Show has begun.
0: producing gas with fewer operational emissions in texas it's and not or see what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com
4: investing in america welding instructor alex Declaire knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Morenzi.
3: Whoa yeah! Friday Night Free Show. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Maranci. Got a full house Friday here uh, tonight. Martin Rogers will join us from Fox Sports. We'll talk uh, World Cup, World Cup draw with Mr. Rogers, Rob Vino, Tony Finn will kick with us. Uh, LeBron James and the Lakers up 75-71 uh, right now. Uh, make that uh, 75-74 as the Pels have just hit a three-point shot. And of course, uh, Street Close uh, returns uh, this evening uh, in the lineup. I'll give him credit; he's actually made it into the second half of this uh, this basketball game. And this is sort of a a pride redemption type of game uh, for the Lakers. I mean, the Pelicans beat him by 28. Showed him on Twitter, put it in their Twitter bio: New Orleans Pelicans beat the Lakers by 28 in L.A. at the at the crypt. Right, you're getting trolled by the Pelicans online, then they beat you again. And speaking of trolling, today was April Fools, and um, I did not participate in the April Fools shenanigans. I did not participate in the April Fools shenanigans. Uh, besides, I did tweet uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win the cup, April Fools. But I did that out of anger and spite uh, because of an April Fools joke that I saw a sports uh, network uh, do. And so LeBron James today, LeBron James tweeted out, um, hey, the, what, uh, big news, Laker fans, you know, have to shut it down for the year. Hey, hey LeBron, how about reading the room, bro? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> how about reading the room? Laker fans aren't laughing. I mean, you guys are such a joke that they don't even want you to make the playoffs because they know it's just going to be an embarrassment, and Laker fans are tired of getting trolled and losing on national television all the time. And you're joking about, like, shutting it down. And the whole thing is, there was talk about you shutting it down. So what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> like you box yourself in when you shut it down now. Which, I don't know. They're, listen, they're, they're competing right now. We got a game going on here right now. It's a big game for them, actually, for, as far as the playing is concerned. And they're trying. This is the last hurrah, so to speak, here. And we'll see. It's a close game. We'll keep our eye on this. But, you know, I don't know. Like, if you're LeBron, you know what I mean? Come up with something better, bro. Like that's that's my whole thing with the April Fool stuff. Do better, be better. You know, just like the, the the like what's Twitter today? I can look over these today right now. Like what is it? There was a million. This guy got traded. Oh, Julian Edelman signed, and this guy's back, and this guy, and all oh, this team is folding, and this and that. It's like oh ha 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 ha. Like Sportsnet today. Sportsnet had an April Fools' that the Quebec Nordiques were coming back. Oh, the NHL just announced the Nordiques. That's really funny, guys. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Man, that's real creative. Like it took you a how many Tim Hortons coffees did you crush coming up with that comedic genius? Some jackass is making like eighty-four thousand dollars a year to run their social media account, if not more. And that's oh, Great humor. Yeah, real, real crazy. Like, like I said, like really. All right, you know, I mean, you guys didn't sit around and say, all right, listen, let's come up with a real good April Fool's prank here. Yeah, You know, let's let's take a picture of the Rogers Center and make it all crazy colors and pink and weird stuff and say, hey, what do you think of the new renovations, guys? All right, like, I don't know. I just came up with that out of my ass right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's, there's, I don't know, like, anything. How about, like, I don't know, it's almost like the your comedy writers write something it's like in the simpsons and buddy starts throwing like typewriters at them he's like you bunch of stupid ivy leaguers this is what you come up with like that oh, oh god that's gut busting oh you tweeted the nordiques are coming back oh god that's right put them on the just for laughs festival you guys are real regular comedians just the low-hanging fruit, and LeBron. Oh, go shut down for the year. Well, I don't know, dude. You shut it down for the year a couple of years ago, bro. When you guys were out of the playoffs, you only by four games and you quit. Like that's why, like, people were kind of confused because you did quit in the middle of an NBA playoff game because the air conditioning didn't work. All right. So I wouldn't be joking about this stuff if I were you. Like, maybe if you guys were like in second place or first place or something. Ha ha ha! It's all funny. Number two, at number three and number 99, I don't know. If I'm an athlete, I'm not joking about me getting hurt. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's another thing. Uh, I don't hear Steve Vai saying, oh, hey, guys, uh, April Fools, my fingers fell off. I'll never play guitar again. No, I don't think he would say that because he's not an idiot. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's just me, but the April Fools, ha, 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 got me got me like it's bad though when people have April Fool's takes and you don't even like you just crack and you know I just look and I just sort of steamed I'm like like, that, like after about 99 of them today I just was like I couldn't take it anymore so I, I finally responded <laughs> I responded to them I said the Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup April Fool's always oh, there to pick on the Quebec Nordiques yeah, good job good job the April Fool's joke is the media that believes that because Austin Matthews scores fifty empty net goals in a year that they're gonna do anything in the playoffs. There's your April Fool's joke, jackasses. is <laughs> God. Oh, I don't want to like read read say like just bad. And, and honestly, speaking of bad, I kind of wish that the, the Pollock and Kimbrell deal was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> so that's another thing. So you know what's bad when you're not laughing at April Fool's jokes? April Fool's jokes suck, okay? April Fool's jokes are like giving little Valentine little chocolates. All right? It's for, like, people in grades 3 and 4. April Fool's, we moved your chair. You know, like I said, unless you're going to come up with an elaborate prank, like, I respect a good prank. I like a good prank. Right? You can't prank anybody now. You know, people are going to panic and flip out and stuff. See, like, you know, I like the, uh, you know, there was a good prank, uh, Bradshaw, the wrestler, did this to somebody. Except they deemed it bullying. Um... A wrestler. They were all going to the airport. They were in the hotel in the lobby of an airport, and they were checking out and they were leaving, like England type thing. We're leaving a country, and um, they secretly took one of the wrestlers' passports without him knowing. So he got to the airport and stuff, and he didn't. He went in his bag, and he didn't have his passport, and uh, he actually missed his flight because they took his passport. Like he cried about it and all. Oh, they're bullying me and stuff. And Vince McMahon thought it was funny. Right? He said, "Hey, kid, better keep your eye on your bag. heck? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that you know, I can live with that. Right? It's mean. It's a little over the top. It's mean, but hey, you know. I mean, it's real life. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know, like a, you know, like a joke, like. Uh, you know like let's say you put like uh, you, you come up with stuff. You replace your buddy's toothpaste with uh, with tiger bomb in theus, You know what I'm saying? So, when he brushes his teeth, his mouth starts burning. I like stuff like that. Like, like me and my, like, I, I was in a band on the road and stuff. So like, we used to do little mini things to each <laughs> other and stuff. That's just cruel, Gabe. That's how you your bass beat these days. Putting, tig- <laughs> putting Tiger Bomb on someone's t- toothbrush. You put it, they can't see it. They put it in the afterlife. Their mouth starts burning. Uh, there's the other one, too the old uh, leave the dump in the, in the toilet you know that one Matthias
5: oh yeah I, I still do that to my girl every day man you know that's a that's a prank of the day for her <laughs> no I'm not talking about that no, I'm not talking about not flushing the toilet
3: Matthias doesn't get it oh, he's oh, he, 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 easy to get no, you got ta- hardcore then No, they, what you do is you take the top off right? you take the top off and you put it in there you put the top back on And that it's really baffling where the stench is coming from.
2: (laughs) SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022.
2: Uh, it's two
3: of them. It's hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come oh, on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing done of control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Night night taking a match for class. This is his portrait. Yeah, for the record, uh, what's up, G. Martinez in our chat in the Bay Area? Uh, no, I did not do that. But I lived in a place. I know. I lived in a place that did. <laughs> My, I know someone that did it to someone. I, listen, man. If you recall uh, back, this is like on. Uh, you know, E. Eric Cohen comes on our show, huh? Right. And this is how crazy it was on our show in the old days. Um, <laughs> we we secret. It wasn't actually pretty cool. I guess it's technically illegal, but. He, we had like there, he had a feud going and a rivalry going with the producer, right? So it was the update guy the producer? I'm in the studio and they were on mics. Like I had like a bunch, of, you know, it was like a cast of characters. And I had this thing, an election for the mayor of Sports Rage, and they were running for mayor and stuff. And you know, we were getting like it was it was pretty heated. Do you guys remember? It was it was a classic bit, so it was pretty heated. Except it got like personal between the two of them for real. And if you recall, Orville, listen to this, Matthias. You'd be pissed. So imagine you're doing the updates and you're sitting in a booth, and one one of your coworkers put a tape recorder. <laughs> he put a tape recorder in the booth, so he heard everything that he said. He taped them secretly and stuff. So he knew about like personal things about him and stuff. And then he would drop, "Hey, I heard your wife's upset about this, huh?" And Buddy would not know how he knew, you know what I mean? <laughs> he secretly, oh, he was secretly taping him, right? We got in trouble, like we all got called up that it got too far in the pranks. So we <laughs> secretly taped him. So but the thing is, get this though, so you know what Cohen did? The guy on our show, it's biggie that comes on our show once a week. You know what Cohen did back to him? You can't make this up, bro. This is a true story. The producer guy that secretly taped, the update guy, was getting married. Cohen called the guys. <laughs> Cohen. Cohen called a friend of hers that he knew would say this and said that Orva was cheating on her. <laughs> before the wedding. He, he goes, oh, I really don't want to say anything, but I feel I have to, you know. He's cheating on her.
5: That's (laughs) tremendous. (laughs) (laughs) That's a goal. That's
3: that's what I'm saying. That's better. That's better than hey, the Quebec Nordiques are back. That's a good joke. You know what I'm saying? That's a good joke. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, 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 he he told. Yeah, he knew someone that knew the girl, so he told the girl that he needed to tell the friend. Cause he didn't tell her directly, right? He, he he was smart. He did. it. He told the girl. Oh, I really didn't. I, I didn't want to say anything, but I, you know, it's a real shame. I think he's cheating on her.
5: And Straight right to away the she theme.
3: called. She called right away. Hey, I heard what. <laughs> But imagine imagine coming home one day and you're getting attacked for cheating. You're like, "I don't know what you're talking about, all right? Like I'm not cheating on you." And it's all because one of your buddies told someone this to screw you over. Oh yeah. That's Chaos. to me that's that's fighting stuff. <laughs> like to me that's not funny
5: that's brains so, man that's creating chaos at an all-time high it's a perfect jab right to the face without actually punching it yourself <laughs> yeah it was too good because a buddy like no but the thing is they didn't talk to each other for like three weeks
3: after right? like it got real buddy was mad mad that he was getting secretly taped <laughs>
5: So that's was worse, mad. Dave. That's that's worse. He was worse mad. mad. Some privacy and work, oh, man. like we, we knew we knew his
3: bets and everything. Like he used to say, like so, <laughs> like to get under his skin. He go, yeah, yeah, whatever. How was your Mavericks pick tonight? I know you lost two hundred on that, Cohen. And Cohen would like, like,
5: be wondering how the hell does this guy know these things. <laughs> Cohen's it's kind of sketchy. that he was actually yeah. listening to him to try to, you know, like, would, get this information. No, he would go and listen to, like, an hour after and pick That's out little hilarious. bits.
3: He would write notes down that he would use, like, to come back. But, like, it was so—but he would do it subtly, like, to mess with him, you know what I mean? And, like, I could see Cohen's—like, oh, yeah. I could see Cohen's face sometimes, like— he I have no
5: comeback because he'd be like, he "How does he know this? Shin. How does he know this? Right? Like, how does he know this stuff?" <laughs> this is some golden stuff, Gabe. That's some golden stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, well played by both players. You know, the, the tape recorder is golden material. I gotta say, golden material. <laughs> it's like a fighter. You know, who's about to fight a big fighter, and you put a tape in, the, in their gym, and you know all their dirty secrets. You know, you know everything they're working on, and the fighter's getting ready. And he's like, "How the hell does this guy know everything I'm training exactly, for?" You know? Exactly. had a mole. Oh, exactly. It's like spy it was Spygate. He was spying on him.
3: Oh no, no. It was just it was actually a lot of fun, but it got carried away. And uh, once he did the wife thing and the marriage thing and all that, that's when it uh, got all real. And
5: I think Cohen well, also well deserved. It's well deserved. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a punch for a punch. I think it's yeah, even. it
3: wasn't there was a truce called after. I think there wasn't that no one. I'm not calling anyone. No one snitched, but basically, the operation was sort of like shut down. <laughs> like that, it became too real. But we did a lot of well, things, right? Like,
5: well, you, Cam- he could have pulled a Will Smith. he could have pulled a yeah, Will Smith well, that's a thing. In the face, and then he's
3: fired. <laughs> like we got, we got. We used to get in trouble. Like not trouble, but we used to be told, "Don't do that ever again." A lot. Like uh, like when Boss Root and Choke Cam out, live on TV, we were told never do that again. Because <laughs> <laughs> <there's, laughs> it wasn't planned, right? What's so, that a lawsuit coming up. <laughs> well, I was the thing. Oh, they were flipped. They were mad, mad. They were mad, mad. They were like, oh, if something happened to him, he could have sued. What if he, Boss Root would have killed him in the studio? And like, and like, yeah, Boss Root showed Cam Stewart out, live on TV. Uh, that was another classic moment that that was a good one <laughs> that's on YouTube actually just punch in uh, Boss Root and Cam Stewart it'll pop up it, it, it'll <laughs> pop up it's Does gold
5: Cam's face get all red like a tomato
3: that's it a classic um, <laughs> Well, you haven't seen it I thought,
5: I, I thought, I thought you've seen it no um, I, do. I do remember that was some golden content right there and I remember Cam actually describing it to us I remember when we were in Vegas and Cam actually, and we were talking about that story and Cam actually told us what what he was feeling. <laughs> yeah, Cam
3: got sleep. up. And, yeah, he said that it felt like cat tra- cat tranquilizers, which I don't know how he knows how cat tranquilizers feel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, so, Oop, that slipped. <laughs> that was a thing. Cam and that was another joke. See, it's all started about jokes. I wanted to get to the soccer talk. We will. Martin Rogers is going to join us in a couple minutes, but like, uh, that's another joke. See, that was a joke. That's so that was a joke of mine. We had Boss Rootin in studio, and Boss Rootin, you know, was you know, MMA. He's always been around, but you know, this is like 15 years ago type thing. So he was, he was in studio with us, and Cam doesn't, you know, Cam knows about UFC a bit. He watches it a bit, but he doesn't know no. You know what I'm saying? So I told Cam, I said, listen, let me handle the interview with Boss Rootin. And I said, but I'm going to give you a couple of questions to ask him. And I said, you know, so you jump in with a question. I said, I know you don't know that much about his career and stuff, so I said, I'm going to give you some questions. But the thing is, Matthias, the questions were, why were you so short-lived UFC champion? Like, why? (laughs) Like, why? (laughs) It was like, why did you lose? Like, uh, some people say this and that. (laughs) So there were all these, like, questions that were going to piss Boss Rootin off, okay? And it was deliberate. I was in, me and Moro Ronaldo came up with it. And, um, And we were going to tell Boss Rootin first. So we did. We did it. So I gave Cam all these questions to piss Boss Rootin off. And we told Boss Rootin before, listen, this guy Cam's a really nice guy and stuff. And we gave him questions to upset you. So if you know what I mean, like he's not doing it on purpose. So if you know what I mean, if you want to get really mad and scare him and threaten him, it would be really funny to us. (laughs) So... (laughs) And, well, you know what I mean? He goes, oh, no problem. This is really, really funny. He goes, ah, oh, this is a good idea. I like this. I like this, right? He was into it. And so Cam asked the question, and Boss Rutan's like, what'd you say? And Cam sort of turns white, like, whiter. Like, Boss Rutan's like, they're sitting, like, face to face, too. Like, Boss Rutan's like, what, what? What'd you say? And Cam's like, oh, oh, oh. And Cam sort of looks at me like, you jerk. You gave me this question type thing and I'm sitting there and Boss Rootin broke character Boss Rootin started laughing and said I can't do this he's too nice <laughs> so Boss Rootin broke character and said ah your buddy tried to set you up and have me scare you and stuff and Cam was like oh, oh he thought it was funny <laughs> Cam thought it was funny and uh And one thing led to another, because boss said, yeah, I was going to choke you out and stuff, but, uh, and then Cam volunteers. He goes, oh, you can choke me out if you want. (laughs) Boss is like, he goes, are you sure you really want to do this? Uh, Cam's like, yeah, 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 I don't mind. Choke me out. Go ahead. I I really don't mind. Uh, So boss did it. He got up, choked Cam. Cam's, like, head goes down. (laughs) Like, he, boss, like, kind (laughs) of... It was like Cam was dead for 30 seconds. Like, he sort of, his body went limp. Uh, he went down. Uh, he, he sort of like, whoa, He popped up. You know what I mean? He popped up like 30 seconds, 20 seconds. Oh. And uh, Boss wrote and said to him, oh, he goes, man, good job. He goes, a lot of people piss themselves when they get choked out. <laughs> Cam did not. But then for whatever reason, Cam got up. The cat gets up. He starts like stumbling around the room, and he goes, "Ah, oh, feels like I'm on cat tranquilizers." <laughs> Watch it during the break, everybody. Cam Stewart, Boss Rootin. You'll see a younger me too. <laughs>
1: The
3: late-night anger match with continues. This is Portridge. I am Gabriel Moretz. We're throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 159. a am 1090 ESPN radio up and down the coast, a 50,000-watt juggernaut. Let's do this thing. Man, there's a lot of stuff uh, going on. Now, it's good news, bad news. The good news is we now know who's playing who. The bad news is we need to wait seven months to actually watch these games. Let's bring in Martin Rogers, Fox Sports. Uh, Martin Rogers, welcome to our neighborhood, Mr. Rogers. How you doing, Martin? Always a pleasure. No,
6: absolutely, guys. been a fun day so far. been a long long one. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. But, yeah, always great. It's always kind of exciting when, you know, when we feel like we're in the some stretch now. World Cup's on chair. Yeah, exactly. Know who's playing who. So let's start off uh,
3: with Group B uh, with the United States, England, Iran, and the European uh, playoff uh, play-in uh, winner. Seems to me that it's a pretty good draw for England and it's a pretty good draw for the United States as well. What's your opinion on
6: Group, uh, Group B? Yeah, I totally agree on that. Really good draw for the U.S. and there's a number of reasons for it. Certain teams match up better with others and when you look at the the big seeded teams that the U.S. could have gotten, no question that they'll be happier to have gotten England than, say, a Brazil or a Spain or a Belgium or a team like that that really would have had the ability to completely outplay them technically. Uh, I think the U.S. will be very happy with it. Iran is a tough team. They qualified very, very strongly, but they always seem to underperform in terms of the major tournaments and the European playoff winners still an unknown, but neither Wales, Scotland, nor Ukraine would hold any great fear for the Americans. And, and hey, guess what? Like, for all of us, right, a U.S.-England matchup is as exciting and will be as anticipated as any other you could have
3: dreamed up. Yeah, and we remember what happened last time in the 1-1 uh, draw <laughs> uh, yeah, years ago. And I remember, uh, remember I thought there was the New York Post that said, uh, 1-1 win. <laughs> that was the headline. 1-1 win. And, you know, they've come a long way uh, from that. Now, they Everyone's always yeah. looking at the, you know, everyone always talking about, oh, what's the group of death, the group of death, and obviously when you see Spain and Germany in the same group, it's like, yeah, you know, have fun with that, uh, Japan, but Group H, uh, Martin, caught my eye, just as far as its depth is concerned, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea, not an easy group there for anybody, right, there. it's not flashy, but it's efficient, isn't it, what's your take on uh, Group H? Yeah, that might be the closest
6: thing to a group of death. Now, a group of death doesn't mean two mega teams and then a couple of teams who really have no chance to qualify. A group of death means a very, very even group where you're guaranteed to get at least one really good team miss out. Uh, and I think it's a tough one for Portugal. Ghana, always a little bit of an unknown, right? We've seen them perform very, very well at World Cups, and they took care of the United States a couple of times. Then we've seen them under the deliver as well, like they did uh, eight years ago. Um, the, the Koreans are good. The Asian teams, uh, like, and I like include Japan and, and South Korea in this most certainly and definitely. I think the fastest improving region in world soccer uh, and Uruguay, obviously, you know, they're, they're, they're gamers, aren't they? You know, like any, every time this little country of a few million people always seems to be able to rub shoulders and perform just as strongly as any of the other South American nation. So yeah, that's, that's really an intriguing one, and a lot of it as well is sort of, going to be dictated with the order of the match right? That there, there were, there, I don't think there were any occasions this time where. The the top two seeds meet in the opening match, which is different to past World Cups. For the most part, uh, the top-seeded team is going to get maybe a slightly easier run in its opening game, and that changes the face of the group a little bit. So it's going to be intriguing to watch out for. ton of great matches to look forward to. I can tell you at Fox, we're all very, very excited about it. And, uh, you know, I-, I think for soccer fans, you know, the-, the time is now, right? And then here's the thing. USV England is on Black Friday. Is anyone going to even be in the shops this year?
3: it's going to be awesome. And you know, just even Iran and USA. Like, how fired up are they in Iran right now to know that oh they the U.S.? Like, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, yeah, from a soccer standpoint, it's good. But, you know, if you're the U.S., it's like, yeah, a good group. And oh, yeah, by the way, though, I mean, these guys are probably going to get a million dollar bonus if they beat us. Like, you know they're well, being told, they're- just beat the Americans and we're going to be
6: happy, right? <laughs> well, look, when you talk about narrative, that could be a truly incredible, well, it's going to be a truly incredible group no matter what. Because just imagine if Ukraine, with Everything that's happened makes it through that group. So you have a group yeah. of England, U.S., Iran, and Ukraine. There's history in every single matchup, oh really, from the U.S. perspective. That's the political then, group right there. That should be Group P. <laughs> and then, and then if, uh, if it's not Ukraine, it's either Wales or Scotland. Imagine what an England-Scotland-Wales oh, matchup in a World Cup yeah. would involve. So, so there's a ton to it. And look, these other storylines, it's, it's timeless to ignore them, right? Like, the World Cup is about more than soccer. Um, you know, it is about more than just, oh, like, you know, does this team match up here? Or is this midfield stronger than the other team? Or whatever. Like, like these rivalries, that's what makes the World Cup special. That's what makes soccer truly special because it's so global. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that, that's part of it. That's why everyone likes it. Everyone likes the World Cup, even if you're not a soccer fan, right?
3: Canada is participating in the World Cup for the first time in 36 years. Since 1986, they didn't score a goal in that, uh, in that World Cup. But they've come a long way. And, of course, they, they finished top of the table. And in the Concacaf uh, standings, Alfonso Davies didn't even play in the last five matches. Uh, we know, you know, you see Jonathan David lighting it up uh, in 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 the league in in France. Uh, Laren is is a very good player playing in Turkey uh, right now. We have a lot of Canadians tuning into the program. What's your breakdown of Group F here? Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Not easy. It could have been worse. It's going to be tough. But what's your opinion on Team Canada? And what's your opinion on Group F?
6: Yeah, I'm about to upset all our dear Canadian friends who I, who I love so much. Uh, I think it's a really, really bad draw for them, I, mean, I know the draw has actually been to receive pretty well in Canada. I totally disagree. I, th- I think that you know, Canada has done brilliantly, um, you know, to become the team it has, to emerge in the way that it has, um, and uh, you know, really dominated the CONCACAF region, completely outplayed US, Mexico, and, and Costa Rica in terms of overall consistency and performance, and definitely a team on the rise. And I think the draw could have been so. Much kinder to them. I think they would have actually preferred, um, you know, one of the sort of real traditional big guns, an Argentina or a Brazil. Even they might have fancied their chances of getting a point. In well, I think they'll get outplayed by by Belgium and Croatia. Technically, I think those teams will just have a bit too much savvy and a bit too much depth for them. Uh, and, and I don't like the draw. And Morocco certainly no pushover for a team like Canada as well. You have to remember that. You know, think about where this is being played. Think about the time zones. Think about the time of year. This story probably fits pretty neatly for Morocco and its group of, um, you know, largely France-based or European-based players. So, you know, look, if we've learned one thing, do not underestimate this kind of the team because they've been absolutely phenomenal. Um, but I do think they're very much, you know, <laughs> a clear third or even fourth favorite in this group. And that's no knock on them. That's just the way it's turned out. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I told
3: someone earlier, I said, if I was a Canadian, as a Canadian soccer fan, I, I would have preferred the Americans. Of Group B, because <laughs> like you said, the group, yeah. the group half, it's not you know. I mean, people, the casual fan will look; it doesn't see the, you know, the flashiness of it. But everybody's good. It's just solid. There's no okay. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get points here, yeah, and then we just have to worry about playing Germany, etc. Now, it is it is solid. So, you, as you I wanted to ask you something. And since you just brought it up, where it's being played. So, you know, the World Cup does have sort of a trend and a history of you know, South American teams don't play well in Europe, right? Right. And and European teams in South America, etc. And we, you know we've seen Brazil win in the United States. What, what? What? How do we play this into Qatar? Like how? You know do, who does have an advantage in your opinion? How does this play out? Because we've never really seen
6: a true natural Middle Eastern World Cup before, right? yeah, and, and it really is interesting interest in the history of it, in Germany very much to the trend of that, if you like, in 2014 by winning uh, when it was in South America, and that was the first time, like you say, that Europeans yeah. won down there, and very, very rare for, uh, for a South American team to win in Europe. I think it was only Pele in, in, in 1958 that did so. Uh, and look, a lot of differing opinion. This is one of the big talking points of this World Cup, and a lot of people have different thoughts on it. Some people say it's all even, it doesn't really matter. I think it should be treated as Essentially, is a European World Cup. It's uh, it's pretty much on a European time zone. Sure, it'll be a little warmer than it would be regularly in Europe, but it's going to be bombarded with European fans. Right? And I want to
3: ask you that, be... Martin, in that sense too, that uh, Brits Brits' vacation there, right? Brits' vacation in, in okay. the Middle East. A lot Europe's go Europeans go there like frequently already. Because I brought up last night, I said, you know, I think the Germans. I saw the Germans already bought a ton of tickets, so I could see the Germans fitting in there. But it's you know, the Brits do. do vacation and gold go to the uh, you know they go to Dubai they go to Qatar Qatar uh, don't they Exactly. That
6: part of the Middle East has really sort of tried to reinvent itself as a tourist hotspot. spot. Uh, you know, the UAE, Qatar, Bahrain, different places like that. It, it's become a playground know, for sort of middle-class to upper-class Europeans. It really has. It's not hard to get to. Like I say, the time zone is the same. It feels in many ways like a fancy part of Europe. That's kind of how it's, uh, how it's been built and, and, and developed. And, and I think it'll, it'll play out that way. It, it, this comes right in the middle of the European season. Now, look, obviously, pretty much every team in the world. Cup has players based in Europe because the top leagues are there but I do think it favors them I think it'll have more of that feel to it uh, I think the conditions you know it's, the, the day game is going to be interesting they're definitely going to be warmer I think the games that are played sort of later in the evening and more traditional time slots definitely look to Europe I, I can see teams like France and Spain you know especially the southern European teams Portugal throw them in there too you know this is uh, this is to their advantage this is, this is not a big stretch for them
3: Martin, we just got a couple of minutes left, and we appreciate your time. Martin Rogers, Fox Sports, uh, with us. Brazil are listed as the favorites at five to one. Um, France are right there at plus five fifty. England are right behind them, the third choice at plus six fifty. Spain plus seven fifty. A lot of people that follow the sport like you do think that Argentina could be the team to beat. Actually, you know the form that they have right now. Messi's last chance at this thing. They're at plus eight fifty, uh, right? Now I know we're seven months away, but now that we've actually seen the bracket and we know, all right, you know, we we know who's playing who right now. Who's the who are the? Give me two teams to beat. Who do you like? Like, what's your gut tell you right now, Martin? Seven months away from this thing. Yeah, I think in terms of pure odds,
6: it's hard to beat the Germans because they always find a way to, to get it going come tournament time. And obviously, they haven't had the the best run, but typically the Germans are they're most dangerous when they're coming off a, a a difficult time because it gives them the ability to rebuild a bit and. and they typically do so. I don't know what their exact odds are, but I know they're not among the top few favorites. 9-1 yeah, to one right wins. now. 9-1. Yeah, to I, one. Yeah, I, I, I like, like them time too.
3: Time. I said this last night, Martin. I said the same thing you guys I said. You know, they were young last time. There was a lot of pressure on them. I think they're going to be looser this time
6: around and they got a chip on their shoulder. Well, if you assume, looking at the draw, and it probably should play out this way, if you assume that they're going to make it to the round of 16, then, you know, 9-1 to one for a German team in the round of 16 starts to look pretty good. Um so, so I think there's that uh, to it. I mean, look in, in terms of in terms of Brazil and Argentina, qualifying doesn't always correlate, and often doesn't correlate at all to performance in the tournament. South American qualifying is its only thing; it's so regional, it's so tribal. The conditions are so so different. Um, you know, obviously the Messi narrative is going to play into it, but I don't know. I feel it's still a lot of pressure on him. I feel that it was you know he's had his opportunities, hasn't he? 2014 was the massive opportunity when I, I felt then if he was going to get it done in the World Cup. Up, that's what. That's when it was going to happen. He got the Copper America uh, monkey off his back, if you like, by performing well there and, and, and getting a major trophy. I'm just not sure that the support crew is necessarily there for, for this kind of for this kind of sale. Um Although I know this, uh, you know, my, my, one of my outsiders because I, I love to pick the teams that sort of creep into it. And I was thinking a couple of weeks ago, you know, what if Italy make it? <laughs> and then they so, This is an unpredictable World Cup. You know, we've got the. Renault narrative with portugal as well i don't particularly trust england not in the latter stages you know your guess is as good as mine boys sorry not to stick my neck out a bit further it's almost like a process of elimination
3: spain france germany <laughs> all right well we got seven months exactly we got time to think about it we'll definitely get you back on again we always love talking uh football with you uh martin martin rogers fox uh, sports it's always a pleasure martin thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us
6: you got it take it easy guys
3: Yeah. Thanks to Martin Rogers for joining us. We're into the final four with Vino and Finn. I want to go over the the, the numbers uh, here uh, for all the the World Cup matches as we promised. We got opening round uh, numbers. Uh, Matthias, how you feeling about the U.S. Uh, group? Iran, England, USA. We await the Euro play-in uh, winner, which could be Ukraine, could be Scotland, and. I want it, you know, nothing against the U. Listen, the Ukraine's been through so much. So, you know what, I hope the Ukraine get in. But I'm just thinking, like, can you imagine, bro, if it's Iran, USA, Scotland, and England? Like, the amount of hate and tension between just, like... (laughs) like you were, Iran and usa is just over the top and, and they played before i think it was nine i don't know it was 94 i think it was i remember it I, I remember like the day and stuff i'm bad with years but i remember the day i remember the everything and uh it was intense man like leading into it it's stayed you get Iran you got you Iran in usa if you're younger you know look up the hostage taking all right this stuff is real and it hasn't got like it's real real and scotland and england uh, man, when these two play each other, I saw them play once. I don't know if it was the Euro years ago, man, with goals and stuff. It was intense, bro. Serious hate, Matthias. Can you imagine if it those four in the same
5: group? Oh, Gabe, uh, talk about politics all put into football, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. Oh, it's, it's absolutely like, absurd. I, I'm, ha- you know, like Martin said in the interview as well. You know, Iran is close to Qatar, Qatar, and. It's going to feel like a home game for them. So it's oh, to be you're going right. It's to tough for the U.S. It is going to be tough for the U.S. And, Matthias, like I brought it up, too. To
3: Korea. Yeah, like, USA is better than Iran. We know this. But, like we said, Matthias, dude, you know, the Shaw and these guys, you're going to tell the players, man, you guys are set for life. You're going to have 92 virgins for the rest of your life there. Win this game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, win this game. Like, it's sort of like, the, this ain't Michigan, Ohio State, when they, we say, oh, you just beat Ohio State. Ohio, Auburn just beats Alabama. It's a good year. No, no. It'll be a good century if Iran was able to beat the U.S. in soccer. Like, these guys are going to get big-time bonuses and stuff, man. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying it's going to be serious-ass intensity there.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and...